Hey everyone, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. I have David with me on this podcast, and we want to talk about comics, and also we're going to talk about Spider-Man Homecoming and D23 and announcements they made during the weekend. Hey everyone, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. Once again, I have my friend David Pickney. What's up, David? Not much. How's it going? Everything's good, man. Everything's good. So, with this podcast today, we are going to talk about Spider-Man Homecoming. But before that, we are going to talk about the Disney um, Expo. Also, I'm going to get a recommendation for um, a book that I read this past week called Unholy Grail, written by Cullen Bunn. And also, I think David's going to give a recommendation. Oh, he's going to tell us what he's been reading lately. Yes. <laughs> so, the first thing is this. is The book I'm going to talk about is called Unholy Grail. And Unholy Grail is a different take on King Arthur and Merlin um, by Aftershock Comics. And um, what I read, it was pretty good. It was different. It got a little bit of horror film, a horror um, take to it, yeah, and stuff like that. And uh, it's like Merlin is walking, minding his business, whatever, right? Right. And you see this demon. And this demon said, "Who are you?" And Merlin said, "I'm the the, the devil of Sana, something with the devil, right?" And the demon said, "No, you're not." And all of a sudden, you see a demon jump, and you see Merlin screaming, and all of a sudden, you see Merlin's body laying right there, all decayed, and you see. The, you know that scene in, in Men in Black when the ant got the skin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Okay. <laughs> the demon took over the man's body. You see it fixing his face. i like, damn, okay. It's definitely a different take. Yeah, a different take. So i like, damn. And, you know, so um, one of the knights of the round table, Percival, mm-hmm. so he was coming back with the Holy Grail. How the book began. Okay. With the Holy Grail. He thought it was going to save the, uh, Camelot because right now Camelot is in ruins. All right, all right. It's all, it's all jacked up. So, yeah. So, I read and like, I, I, when I got away, what I took from the book is something that is more of a horror book. And it's dealing with demons and stuff like that. But that was the first issue that I read, you right. know. So, I've always been picking up some of the Aftershock comic books, you know. Because lately, man, they put, put out some good stuff. Yeah, I've been seeing the the reviews from them have been pretty good. Like yeah, they're putting it has. out new series more regularly. Oh, uh, before I say anything else, before we go into father, father, we gonna have spoilers. It's gonna be spoilers for the uh, Spider Man Homecoming review. So y'all just gotta be ready for this. So go ahead, David. For uh, books? Yeah, books. Go books ahead with books. Reading? Yeah. What you uh, been reading? Well, I'm catching up in Spider Man, which is appropriate, right? Uh, yeah. Podcast. <laughs> um. Osborne's back. Uh, he kind of has his own. I'm not gonna say he has his own country right now, but he's kind of um, so Silver Sable's uh, home country. It's called Salapaga, Salapaga, whatever. Yeah, we'll go with Salapaga, that. whatever. Um, <laughs> has basically made them um, create all these weapons for him, and he's using at this point he's using the uh, the Goblin gas to kind of infect people and turn them into goblins. 
And naturally, Silver Sable has a problem with this, which, you know, the big reveal in, in this arc is Silver Sable is not dead. Last time we saw her was Ends of the Earth, where Doc Ock was... Basically, uh, well, it was before that. It was back when, like, around, like, issue, like, 690-something of Amazing Spider-Man. Right, where, right. Where Ock is dying, but he he wants to go out and be remembered, and he's trying to do something he thinks is fantastic, but it's going to wreck the world. Um, of course. And then through that, um, Sable ends up dying, or so we thought. Um but, uh, yeah, so she teams up with uh, Peter. Peter's just like, well, I will give you the money to help fund this resistance against um, Osborne. And all of his investors, and including S.H.I.E.L.D., are like, this is not cool. Peter, you are now funding, like, essentially war crimes. You know, you're, you're funding this war. Um, so it's an interesting arc. Definitely a big change for, for Spidey. And then outside of that, I've just been reading other trades, another castle. Um, Oni Press book uh, about a princess who you know basically has to help save herself in the kingdom um, and Matt Frack I just started Matt Fraction's Odyssey I bought the uh, the the 12 issue special hardback at Heroes Con oh okay okay um, I haven't okay. gotten too far into that but it's you know the art is Christian Ward so it's awesome but crazy all at the same time um, yeah, I read uh, the Spider-Man story arc with um, Norman Osborn coming back. Yeah. I think it was kind of cool. And I didn't know Norman Osborn was changing his face like that. Yeah, you kind of saw... Like, For those who don't know, he Norman Osborn, someone had a surgery that could, he changed his face like face off yeah. from Nicholas Cage and John Travolta. Yeah, he <laughs> um, like his face is all messed up right now. Like he He's almost two-faced-like. Um but they touched on, I believe, a little bit during the tail end of Superior Spider-Man, um, the Goblin Nation. I missed that. The Goblin Nation arc. Yeah, so where essentially uh, Osborn was taken over with all of his goblins, and that was at the point where Doc Ock in Peter's body was like, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> um and, and that's when Peter comes back and, and shenanigans and see we haven't really seen Ox since, or sorry, we haven't seen Osborn since then. But in the more recent issue, he he came back. Silver Sable was coming back, but I think that's all in preparation. A little bit for uh, I guess August generations. Is generations August, August, right? Where Marvel's going to go back to. Classic back to form and, and whatnot, and well, we the hope, numbers again. We, so, yes, change the numbers, man. We talked about this a long time yeah, on the ago. phone, yeah. It's bad to renumbering the reg- original numbering of the issues, yeah. You know? So, after Spider Man 30 something, it'll go to like 789, yeah. 789. Like I think Thor's gonna get back in the 600s or 700. 700. I'm not, 700. I think just about to hit their 700, yeah. So, I mean, come on, make up your mind, Marvel, man. This just, I just want the regular numbering, man. It's so confusing if you get confusing, especially if you're not like currently reading I or think... if you're if you're trying to get into it because you know, you read issues one through 30, and then like issue 31's not there, but suddenly 789 exists. And you're oh. like, where the hell that come from? I don't know what I just missed. <laughs> yeah, right. I just missed 750 I, issues, apparently. I feel bad for the person who got to keep it with the archives. Yeah, that person's job is hard. <laughs> it gotta be just one person. It gotta be many people doing it, man. But I know that they do it by volume, so they'll say like, you know, volume one, Spider-Man, volume two, but I don't know if 
this constitutes as a new volume. That's the question. You know, like, is it, you know, do they start a new volume when they do new the new numbering? But this new numbering is based off of volume one. <laughs> so, like, it's it's confusing. It is very confusing. It is very confusing. At least DC went back to, like, Detective Comics back in the 800s and Action um, Comics back in with the 900s. So those are the only two um, DC books that's an original numbering right now. So I guess Marvel said, eh, after we need to start back doing it. So I guess that was a push for them to do it again. Right. You know, so that's my opinion on it. So this was David been reading since he's so far behind in his read. You I'm know what? I'm not. Up. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm also reading. I'm I'm almost current in Batman. Um, you know what happened to Batman? I want me to tell you right now. Don't tell me anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm almost at the button. The button. Um, oh, which is a great story, by the way, guys. Check yeah, it the out. The thing is, like, with my, I don't know. I'm reading some things that are current, and then I have so much in my backlog that I'm just like, this seems like fun to read today. So I read old things and new things. It's just kind well, of what I don't I feel, feel like I want to make you feel too bad because I'm in the same boat too. So I need to catch up on a lot of things. But currently, I've been reading um, the most of like the aftershock and image stuff, like the Marvel and DC stuff. I'm kind of behind a little bit. Yeah, but most of like image aftershock. Only Press, by the way, I've been picked up this book called Damned. And also yeah. Redline. It's done, it's done by, um, he uh, works for Archer. The, the, who has Archer. Yeah. 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 So he's um, the creator of that and whatnot. So that's what I've been reading for so much. And this, and I highly recommend On the Holy Grail. If you like the King Arthur legend of Merlin, uh, Morgan Le Fay, and all those um, Nights at the Round Table, I suggest you pick it up. Okay. So now, we are going to talk about the Disney Expo. There's been a lot of news been going on lately for this past weekend. Yep. Big news. Kind of wish I was there. Yeah, me too. You I know? try to go. I think it's every other year. It's every every, every other year? Is it every two every, years? I think it's every two years. Okay, every two years. Okay. And where's so located? Uh, you don't know? No. I don't My know. My guess either. is Anaheim? Uh, you know, it, it could be in California, but I want to go there too. Yeah. So I know this past this weekend, there's been a big announcement for Mar- not Marvel for Disney, all their properties yes. from Marvel, from Star Wars mm-hmm. to Pixar. Oh, and then video games also. Yes, yep, yep. And it's a lot going on. So Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts, you got to put that in there. Huh? I have to. <laughs> I'm not a big Kingdom Hearts fan, man. Well, I am. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about that. You got to elaborate that with me. I was like, what is that? I never played the game before. So we're going to start off with Kingdom Hearts. You want to start with Kingdom Hearts? All right, you, want the, you want the short version? Well, I heard things about Kingdom Hearts that you fans are not happy about. But go ahead and explain it to me and my listeners. Please. So high level, Kingdom Hearts is a mashup of a lot of the Square Enix characters, mainly Final Fantasy. Which I love, by the way. Yep, with Disney. And it follows the character Sora. As he goes through all these different worlds, and all the worlds are different Disney worlds. So that's a boy. I thought it was a girl. Sora? Yeah, I thought it was a girl. Sora's a boy. Oh, I mean, there is a girl. There's Kyrie. Okay, keep going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he goes through all the different worlds, um, which are all different Disney worlds. You know, you get like the deep jungle for uh, Tarzan, uh, the Pride Lands for Lion King, and the land of dragons for Mulan, so on and so forth. But it's him going through tr- originally trying to find all of his friends who have all gotten separated, but then the story kind of grows into this um, light versus dark, um, where Sora is the one who wields the Keyblade, which is 
a powerful item that can help lock worlds from from the darkness. Because when I when I seen like commercials for it and everything like that, the only thing it was on my radar because of Final Fantasy because they right. had Cloud and Sephiroth in there and everything. Yeah, squalls in there. Squall too. Yeah. So I mean that's how it got on my radar. But I never played the game. But I remember that is it's just two games that have been out, but it's been like two so points. There's, so there's. <laughs> So there's more. There's a lot more than two games. There's like eight games. But wow. the thing is, there are two numbered games: Kingdom Hearts One and Kingdom Hearts Two. But then you also have Chain of Memories, Birth by Sleep, uh, Dream Drop Distance. Um, there's a plethora of them out there that they all fill in different parts of the story. But um, the numbered games: One, One, Two, and in theory Three, which supposedly comes out 2018, which I'm super excited about. Uh, the numbered games deal with Sora fighting, without spoilers, fighting an incarnation of a certain person. Um, that's what those numbers are. The ones that people say are side games, um, all the ones on the handhelds are all important. All of the games matter um, to give you this full story. And in fact, Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to follow directly after Kingdom Hearts 3D, which was the game on the 3DS. Okay, then. So, they, they all matter. They all matter. But there's about, I think there's eight eight or nine uh, games in total now. Wow. Kingdom Hearts, Chain of Memories, Kingdom Hearts 2, Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days, Birth by Sleep, Dream Drop Distance, and then there's Recoded, and then Kingdom Hearts Unchained. So you played all those games? Yes. Really? <laughs> I have played all of them. Wow, man. I never played a single one. But the, the question is this. Did you see the news they have had at the Disney Expo, the big news for Kingdom Hearts? What uh, they revealed? The big reveal being, uh, in, well, in Kingdom Hearts 3, that we are getting our first Pixar world. We're getting Toy Story. Um, that's awesome. So it's so amazing how they do the cross-pollination. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's really, because everyone's wanted a Toy Story world for a long time. It's just never happened. And I don't know why it hasn't happened, maybe it was just they didn't want to, maybe it was a rights thing or whatever, but now they, they've shown off, uh, you know, Sora in Andy's room. Um, they also showed some clips of them going to the toy store and having, like, a big boss battle there and whatnot, and uh, there's toy versions of Sora, Donald, and Goofy um, and that you, that you could see in, in the game, and it's it moves super fluid and whatnot, but... The worlds are super expansive, and then in the cutscenes, and actually in just the gameplay, you know, Buzz and Woody, Rex, they're all there, and they look like they came straight out of uh, the Toy Story movies. They, they're rendered really well. Um, but yeah, that, that was the that was one of the big news. Uh, the other was they gave a tentative release of 2018, which, you know, this game was announced, Kingdom Hearts 3 was announced, like, years and years ago maybe four or five years ago damn um where we finally got the first glimpse you know at e3 um, right that the playstation uh conference you know they showed a trailer they showed sora walking onto destiny island picking up master eriquis's uh keyblade and then it just said kingdom hearts 3 in development like five years ago and we've never got even a tentative release date um but now supposedly next year which is now my most anticipated game of Probably my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Their lifetime? Really? Yeah, absolutely. 
But you're a big Pokemon fan, and you like you like Power Rangers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. This trumps it. My my wedding was Kingdom Hearts themed. That is so true. <laughs> like it. By the way, I I didn't come. You know, and yeah. I gave you the option. Yeah, but you I was know, like you could come, but if you don't want it, it's fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know how weddings are. Weddings are awkward. You're like, I know this one person. Do I want to go sit there with a hundred other people I don't know? But you know what? It doesn't bother me at all. You know me. Yeah. It doesn't mean I can make small talk to everybody. Nah, true. Well, then you should have come. Yeah, I know. You said, Amos, you want me to send an invitation? I, I said, no. But you know, we'll do something. I said, okay. But we never did another thing. Yeah, we actually never ended up doing the thing that we wanted. Maybe we should do that. Yeah, see? See, what kind of friend you are, David? That's besides the point. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so the next thing they was talking about was Marvel's Infinity War. In yes. the, the uh, Disney Expo, you know they uh, also announced Thanos. Yep. But with his lieutenants, they said the children of Thanos, which by the way are characters that Jonathan Hickman made back in um, New Avengers and Avengers. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what's his name, Proxima Midnight or Black Swan and those characters. Right. You know, so they announced them. Um, which, by the way, Josh Brolin showed up. Mm-hmm. With the Infinity Gauntlet in his hand. Nice. So, I'm like, wow, cool, man. That's that's nice. So, I'm going to have to go back and read some of the um, Jonathan Hickman run on um, the new Avengers Avengers. I picked up the trade, the Infinity trade. That's when Thanos was looking for his kids, and he was trying to kill them. You remember his offspring? Infinity. Well, was that, what, like three years ago? Yeah, Infinity? three years ago, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that one. So, he was trying to find his offspring and kill them. Right. You know, like, damn, Thanos. So he went up against Black Bolt. And, you know, Black Bolt's supposed to have this voice. You know, he could destroy planets and everything. Yep, yep. yep. And he did. He, he said no to Thanos. He rubbed it off and slammed his head against the That's terrifying, actually. You remember that fight between uh, Black Bolt and the Hulk? Hulk I remember that. Hulk? Yeah, I remember that. I didn't come to hear you whisper. I came to hear you scream. God. Right. <laughs> so he's going to be this all big bad guy with with a whisper head to destroy a planet. Well, my mountains. I didn't, didn't see it in that book. Right. But they announced um, the Affinity War. And they're also announced, you know, Kevin Feige or Faggy. Feige, 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 I don't know, Kevin Feige. Kevin F. Okay, I'm butchering the name, sorry about that. But he announced the actors and actresses for Infinity War on stage. And it's like everybody. Everybody from the Guardian of the Galaxy, Iron Man, War Machine, Spider-Man shows up, you Uh, know. Cap. uh, Cap. No, I I think Chris Evans didn't show up. Chris Evans didn't show up at the panel. At the panel, but he didn't but show he, on the stage. He is in the movie. He is he confirmed is in, the, in the movie. Yeah, so Bucky, they call uh, Falcon. War Machine. War, yeah, all those guys, they showed up. and it's, Doctor Strange. Of course, Doctor Strange. So he he announced those guys on the stage. Then he announced the MCU has been 10 years. Next year will be 10 years, man. Mm-hmm. 10 years been the MCU has been around. This is Marvel Studios, not Marvel. Marvel Studios. Right. In ten years since two thousand eight, the first movie, Iron Man. Iron Man. So it all started. It all started in ten years. They had like fourteen movies, and they've all been. I mean, they've all been good. Like, I mean, there's some that are objectively not the best, but there's never been one that's been like flat out terrible. At least not in, in my opinion. They they've actually had a really good track record. 
this whole time, which is actually pretty impressive for, for 10 years to have all these movies to be connected into one universe and not really have it be too terrible, you know? No, we got you know, a few movies that was not really great yeah, movies. I mean, I, I, Iron that Man was good. 2 wasn't great. Um, but uh, Even the second on Incredible Hope was, was a um, big was upgrade from the Ang Lee the Ed movie. I actually like that one. It wasn't the best one. That's the one that I think everyone forgets exists. Freaking poodles, man. Come on. I didn't say I said it wasn't the best one. But I don't know. I think Iron Man 2 was probably, probably the worst one. You think so? I think Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2? Okay, okay, okay. And, and even then, Iron Man 2, I didn't hate it. It's just that all these other movies are so good. That is um, true. That is true. But Iron Man 2 definitely had had some had some stumbling. <laughs> yeah, but that was right, out, right, right after the first Thor. Then it came with Iron Man 2. No, yeah. Was it right after the, the first, first Thor? The first Thor, yeah, I think so. Maybe yeah, it was. It was. So I mean, they announced yeah, it. They announced ten years, man. That is an amazing feat for a studio to do so many movies within a ten ten year span. Yeah, you know, I, I, that's kudos to to Kevin, man. Kevin did. He's doing an excellent job. Yeah. Because the thing time. is, although some of the movies are, they kind of did with the source material. They stuck with some of the source material, but they also made a combination of. Like, for instance, the Ultimate Universe and the Marvel 616. Yeah, they seem to draw a lot of inspiration from the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, they do. But take a lot of, like, the events from the 616. Yeah. You know. Like, Like for the Shatari, you know, in the Avengers, man, the Shatari were actually in the Ultimate Universe. Yeah. They didn't look like that, though. No, they did not. No, they were shapeshifters, I believe. But I think that was, I don't know, I feel like they wanted to use scrolls, but for some reason they didn't. Because of the licensings of... Fox yeah, there's whatever. some weirdnesses because I know that's why we have the enhanced and not mutants, um, <laughs> right? And that's why we're doing Inhumans um, rather oh, than oh any man, okay, sort of X Men people. But uh, but yeah, I mean they did they definitely and and when we get to it, Spider Man obviously draws heavily from the Ultimate Universe, right? Um, but yeah, I don't know, they've been doing good. Nice yeah. blending of uh, the the two universes, the two universes. So, in the Disney Expo, all the announcements of all the people who's been going to be involved in Infinity War, and Kevin uh, was telling how ten years, ten year anniversary. All of a sudden, they put out a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I said, damn, that's quick because it just finished wrapping up two weeks ago, I believe, in Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, um, I think they're still doing some things, but it's a, it's essentially wrapped. Wrapped, yeah. Because I know they got to do reshoots and stuff like that. But it's, just, it's they wrapped it up. The right. Production is wrapped up. And that, now it's post post production mm-hmm. reshoots that they got to do. Any, I mean, it comes out pretty. Soon. I mean, relatively soon. It comes out May of next year, early May. Right. Um, probably whatever that Friday is, right before Free Comic Book Day. Oh, Always a, tra- a tradition. Day, it's a tradition. It's a movie. Right. It's a Marvel before. Studio movie. Um, Remember, Batman vs Superman wanted to do that <laughs> at first. Yeah, because Batman v Superman wanted to be the same day as Civil War, oh, right? And someone came to their senses and was like, "You're not gonna win between <laughs> in the battle." Would you between. imagine if they did it? They made it, 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 it was not a good movie anyway, but but it would have not have made nearly as much. No, uh, there'd be no possible way because Civil War was just in every aspect better. Um, <laughs> you think? Y- yes, <laughs> yes, I did. Come on, man. I mean, like you know, it had, I'm not going to talk it's about my it. opinion. Yeah, that's just your opinion, man. <laughs> like, I'm not going to talk about Batman versus me. You know the love, hate. 
I have for that movie, man. The hate it doesn't matter. All of that's fixed because of Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah, that's another story. Yeah, I had it last time. We're not going to talk about Wonder Woman. This is all Marvel right now. Uh, but yeah, so um, I didn't really... You told me to go online on YouTube to go see the Black Nerds yeah, um, channel. Yeah. So he was talking about it, and I was listening. Man, I don't really want any spoilers, man. He goes and he... I mean... He spoils that trailer. He really did. I'm like, and I kind of he, he gives you a warning. He tells yeah, he you like, there's gonna be a lot of spoilers. So I looked at two minutes of it. I said, no, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Well, I listened to it. I won't say anything, but it does seem like that trailer is going to be awesome. Man, it's just gonna just wet. You're just salivating. Yeah, just I'm excited. <laughs> I'm thinking there's. But I heard a rumor. It might, you know, this might be a rumor. I don't know how true it is that the Fantastic Four. Might be some part of the MCU. So I think where that rumor came from uh-huh. was at D23, the, the Disney Expo. Um, I think it was at D23. It's D23. The, um, well, I think the image that I saw was from yeah. D23, but they had Thanos, and then on either side of him, I think it was, I think it was on either side. I can't remember. Essentially, there's, it showed four statues, but they were in. They had like a black tarp over each statue. Right. So people were like, well, in Homecoming, I guess they, they sold essentially the, the Avengers Tower. You know, it was moving yeah, there yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And people were like, well, who would have the money to purchase the Avengers Tower? Maybe the Fantastic Four. They turned it into the Baxter building and then they showed that picture where it was like the four things. But I think... Now we know who those four people yeah, yeah, are. Yeah, this is the Children of Thanos. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't that would be cool, man. Come on, Fox. Get off, get off your asses, man. Go ahead and just... I would like to see Fantastic Four, if if only for Doctor Doom. Honestly. Yeah, he's a great villain. He's such a good villain. I think yeah. the MCU could... Really need a villain like that, yeah. a good villain. Yeah, they really do. They really need somebody. Thanos is a badass, we know. But besides Loki... Is, well, Vulture. Well, but we ain't we gonna, we're, not, we're gonna get into it. We're gonna say that we're, until we get into it. But yeah, that's what I was um, looking online on the D twenty three man, uh, the Infinity War trailer, the introduction of all the actors and actresses of the movie, and we're talking about the ten year anniversary mm-hmm. coming up next year for um, the MCU um, anniversary, whatever. Yeah, and that's what I um, read online so far. Yeah, I mean, I think what we're going to end up having is a teaser trailer probably fairly soon. I think it's going to drop. It's probably going to leak, quote unquote. Well, there's and, a lot of leaking going around. Yeah, it's going you to leak Trump, all Trump of administration? the administration. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's not tarnish our comics <laughs> without administration. No, we're not. No, not um, on this podcast, no. That's a whole different podcast. Yeah, I might have to do one about political politics. Nah, I doubt it. You want, just, you want to just be mad for like a solid three hours? Yeah, I might do that. Yeah, um, angry black man, right? Do it. You know, like they've never done before. I guess Andre Meadows has his black nerd rants. You can team up with him. Oh, that's cool. I would. Yeah, that would it. be nice. But um, yeah, I think we're gonna, we're going to get a teaser. It's going to leak. I'm sure, just like the Avengers one did. Um, and then we'll get like the actual teaser, and then my guess is before, in front of Thor or Star Wars, I guess or Star Wars. Yeah, because they're both Disney like, properties. They're both Disney properties, but I don't know. I just feel like they would do it in Thor because it's close to it. Yeah, I mean that's you know Thor is going to be in Avengers: Infinity War, and that's that's where I think they would put the trailer. But 
I'm sure if it's not in by Thor, it will absolutely... Every trailer under the sun is going to be in front of episode 8. Um, there, there's no avoiding that. No, it's not. No, whatsoever. But, no, uh, whatsoever. So... I enjoyed reading the articles on D23. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Also, they um, show the trailer for the new Spider-Man for PS4. Oh, yeah, it's for both game. systems. It's, it's, it's uh, exclusive to PS4. Really? Yep. Yay! PS4 exclusive. <laughs> uh, Insomniac Games, uh, I guess their big claim to fame was Psychonauts back on the PS2. Um, but uh, yeah, that trailer, it's awesome. It shows... It looks like his big villain is actually going to be Mr. Negative, which is pretty cool. For those who don't know, Mr. Negative is a Spider-Man villain that he has two sides to himself. One positive, positive one negative. negative. <laughs> so, it's the name, Mr. Negative. So, yeah, he's a he's he's a good villain. He's a good villain. Um, he's shown up a little bit more towards the tail end of the amazing Spider-Man run. Yeah, he did. Superior. Um Kingpin's also in the game um, in some fashion. I don't, I don't know how he relates to to the story, but I was excited to see Mr. Negative because, like, so much with Spider-Man, you end up seeing, like, the same, like, it's Venom, or it's Green Goblin, or well, it's Doc Carnage, or, yeah, something like you that. You see the same kind of villains, but now they're kind of branching out. And, and Which is a smart more. move, I believe. Yeah. I really is a smart move. And I was looking at the trailer, and they were talking about how they were making the game, and they said, this Spider-Man here is in his 20s. He more of a seasoned yeah, twenty three. Um, yeah, twenty three. He's a seasoned um, superhero. Yeah. So he know the way around things now. So yeah. I think that was kind of cool. But the, the thing I'm trying to get past is the suit. So yeah, the suit's definitely different. I, I, I actually, I actually like the suit, but I think where people find it jarring is probably he has is all his white accents that he has yeah. all over his suit. Um, I actually don't mind it. It just seems more like a track. Or like athletic suit, which to me makes sense because like he's running all over the place, That's doing true. all these acrobatics and whatnot. He kind of looks like he bought his suit from like I don't know the Reebok store or something like that. A where, sporting good place, yeah, something like that. But I think it looks good. Um, but I, I I see where people are a little bit. Little yeah, bit I hard. mean, to me, while I'm looking at it, it put me in mind of the, uh, the new 2099 Spider Man, Spider Man 2099 with Peter David writing mm-hmm. with the white. Um, white in the middle, yeah, and everything like that. It put me on mind of that suit. So I'm like, okay, I, I could get past it, you know. But you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did um, costume changes. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they could. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure they would. I mean, that's such easy DLC cash grab. Like, oh, believe that they, they I mean, probably would. Man, gonna, I'm sure we're gonna get classic Spidey. I'm sure we're gonna get black suit. Um, oh, even the run when he was working on Horizon. Yeah, industries uh, or with the Horizon Company, Superior, right? Um, costumes, Iron Spider, Iron Spider, that'd be good. Of course, of course. Maybe maybe a Miles Morales suit, Spider Gwen. We keep going on and on. <laughs> Spider Gwen seems to find a way into everything. Yeah, so, so yeah, Spider Gwen maybe, which is very popular these they, days. They, they even spoofed the the Spider Gwen cover on Invincible. Did oh, they did. That? I didn't see that. Did you see that? Yeah, it was a. Uh, it, it, the cover said Gwenvincible, <laughs> and it was uh, it was Mark, you know, Invincible, in like uh, Gwen's suit. Wow, just like clever. Wow, wow. 
So, yeah, so like I said, the Spider-Man game, I'm definitely picking it up when I get the opportunity when it come out next year. That's day one for me. Day one for you? I mean, it looks like it plays just like an Arkham game, but you can also web-sling. That's right. Um, and then the way they described it, he's using everything in the surrounds him, the environment. Yeah, so like in the, the trailers, they would show like, you know, Spidey's perched up on some beam or whatever, and he's seeing all these guys move around, but you can see that there's like... You know these rafters or whatever that you can web onto and pull them down, right? And you know do do stuff like that where you can use the environment to help in your combat. That kind of makes sense, you know, because that's what Spider Man does. Yeah, that's what he does. So now, the moment you guys have been waiting for, we are going to talk about Spider Man Homecoming. It's going to be spoilers, yeah, so, so so you've been warned. Yeah, a lot of spoilers. a lot of spoilers. <laughs> if you have not seen the movie, we kind of recommend you go check it out. Yeah. It's only been out for one week now, you know. So, David, I know you are a big Spider-Man fan like I am. Mm-hmm. So, I've probably been, probably been reading Spider-Man longer than you have, really. I'm not going to tell you my age, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> no, nah, I don't want to. I think people probably could piece, piece things together see how old I am. <laughs> so, um, so, I went into this movie... And I had high expectations for this movie. So did I. Yeah, so I did. I really did. Because the beginning of the year, it was certain movies I really, 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 really wanted to see. Right. It was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Logan. I'm sorry, Logan. Guardians. And Spider-Man and Thor. Those were my four comic book movies I really, really wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And I'm such a big Spider-Man fan. And I remember watching the last suck-ass I'm sorry. Suck as <laughs> Spider Man with um It's okay, I'm one of four humans. Amazing Spider Man didn't hate that movie. <laughs> I mean Spider Man with Electro and the I don't know a pseudo goblin, yeah, whatever the, he the was. Not green goblin. I don't know what it was. I said, Alright, whatever, man. Y'all merely screwed this movie up. It's weird they went out of the way to not call him Hobgoblin. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So I mean, okay, cool. So when Marvel when Sony announced that they was gonna work for Marvel Studios I'm like, oh shit! I'm like, this is great. You got someone who's really gonna do this movie some justice. Yep. So, going into the movie, and when they start rolling the Marvel Studio credit with the, they start playing the Spider-Man song. Can I share that I was very excited. I, whoa, as man! As soon as they started playing the Spider-Man theme, oh. As soon as they played the Spider-Man theme, I was like, this was already worth price of admission. Yeah, like, I'm like, The movie can end here. I'm like, and I'm like, that's good. Yeah, and, and what the thing is, when the movie started, man, it, it flowed right into it. It just goes on into it. Yep. And, it, and when I mean, what I mean by that is, you don't get any origin of Spider-Man or nothing like that, how you got the powers or nothing, anything like that. It goes right into the story. Yeah, and it starts you like right... It starts you with Peter getting picked up to go to that big fight. That fight in the Civil, Civil War. War. Right. Um, and what I loved about that was he he, he blogged, the, he video blogged the whole thing. Right. I'm like, dude, you silly. I yeah. mean, <laughs> your <laughs> identity. <laughs> right. The movie starts off like kind of shaky cam because it's, it's Peter like recording on a cell phone or whatever, but you're, you're seeing him get picked up by Happy, you know, he gets into, he checks into his hotel room, and he gets his new suit, and he's he's video vlogging all of that right up into like you know when he's supposed to be out there in that fight. Um, I loved it. I loved that entire opening. scene. I, I did too. And the, and the, the cool part about this this movie is the references they have mm-hmm. 
in an MCU. Yeah. They it, 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 then they didn't push it in there. It was just, it flowed within the um, the movie. You know, and each each person dialogue. For instance, if you guys not familiar with damage control, mm-hmm. damage control in the Marvel universe in the Marvel comic book are the people who pick up the pieces after a big event, big fight scene with right. the, with the Marvel heroes and villains. So they, they pick up the pieces. Yeah. You know, in this movie... And I guess that's actually where it really, really started. Starts. Yeah, it started. So the movie starts when the big Avengers movie they had back, what, in 2012. Yeah. it's People kind of got the chronological thing all screwed up. I didn't care. Yeah. Yeah, they... I guess we could talk about that yeah, eventually, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they, they do something weird with the, the timeline. Timeline. Um, but this is, this scene is right after the big fight against the Shatari and Avengers, you know, whatever. So they are picking up the pieces. Um, Michael Keaton character, um, Toombs. Yep. You know, he's a, a constructive guy. I mean, he's, he's a wrecker or whatever. He picks yeah, up... Yeah, so he... If- from the movie, they're they're kind of alluding to that he has some sort of construction company. Right. And he's hired on some guys to clean up everything, but damage control comes in because you know Stark um, bought him. Yeah, <laughs> you got a bottle. <laughs> you know, used all his money, bought damage control, and was like, "Hey, go clean up everything." So damage control comes in and is like, "Hey, well, we're taking over the site." And Tombs is like, "No, like I paid for all this equipment. I paid for all these people. Like." you know, this is our thing and one thing leads to another and their damage control's like, no. no. <laughs> like, we, I'm sorry, but we get to do this. And that kind of starts Tomes' uh, um, origin story, essentially, right? Where, where he, you can tell that he's really upset because he's like, well, now I have to fire all these people and now I don't get the money that I'm supposed to have and, and I paid for all this stuff to, so I could make money um, well, to me, you know, I kind of relate to the, his character, mm-hmm. the, the the reason the things he had he did in the movie. Yeah, and, and you will find out later the, the reason why he did the things he did. Yeah. You know, for me, Marvel, like we said once again, with their villains, mm-hmm. they're not they are like one dimensional. Yeah, the it's, only character that really or villain that had more than one dimension is Loki. Loki, that's it. Maybe Ronan. Yeah, Ronan Maybe. was too high on his horse, man. He didn't want. Yeah, he, he's, he was. He was <laughs> but really, it's Loki and now Vulture. Vulture. So yeah, it's you know he's not one dimension. He has a reason for the things that he's doing because it, well, he he does it for a right. reason. So in this movie, man, you get Peter Parker, which by the way, I think Tom Holland has has good. He's, he's the best. He's Spider-Man. the best Spider Man right now. Period. Sorry, Tobey Maguire. Andrew Garfield didn't care much for, but the thing is, I, I'm was, sorry, that's my opinion. He was, he was that's that's right. my opinion. Was, nah, 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 nah. Yeah, but you know what? Tobey Maguire was kind of old when he played Spider Man. Yeah, I don't know why Sam Raimi felt that he was a high school student. Yeah, he was almost in the 30s, wasn't he, when he played high school? I'm stuff? pretty sure. Yeah, but uh, I think Tom Holland has has done it. Has is doing an excellent job. Right. Is doing an excellent yeah, job. Yeah, he did really well in Civil War, and he carried it through Homecoming. So yeah, and then Mr. Beat. Mm-mm. None whatsoever, and then Mr. Mr. B. So, on, as long on to the movie, Spider Man is talking to Tony Stark, man, and the relationship those two have is so funny. It's an interesting, almost like father son kind of. Yeah, you know, and Tony acknowledged that in the yeah. conversation with him. So yeah, I'm just like my dad. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he has that moment where he's just like, man, I don't want to be the adult, but I guess I have to be. Yeah. Um, so I like that dynamic it had. Yeah, really good dynamic. And uh, Peter's dynamic with uh, Aunt May. Aunt May became one of my favorite characters. Like, she was really good. Um, Aunt May was definitely portrayed as, like, I don't say, like, the cool aunt, but, like, she was... She wasn't dumb. No, she I, wasn't. You know, and in the comics, she's never really dumb. But in the movies, she seems to be a little bit yeah, off. yeah. You know, not so much in this one. And she's very much like, okay, I understand he's a kid. I know that he's sneaking out every night. Like, there's a scene where she's like, I know you're sneaking out. I know you're doing all these things, but she's letting it go because she's just like, you're a kid. You're supposed to man, do these things. That's like my father, man. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a meal with two of my sister, but that's right. another story. <laughs> but yeah. she, and then the relationship that they have is definitely really good. But it, it felt more like the relationship that Peter had with Aunt May in Ultimate Spider-Man. Right, that would have seemed um, like to me too. Yeah. and She was much younger in the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, she was a, a bit young, but in fairness, in 616, like, the original Aunt May is, like, 803. I don't know why. Dude, she like, is, like, ancient, man. She's so old for yes. some reason. They make her um, so old. <laughs> there's no, I have no idea why, but Marissa Tomei did a really, really, really good job as Aunt May. I didn't expect her to be one of my favorites. All right, and I have a question, right, for you. What did you think about them casting different, I mean, first of all, the head said Ned. No, his friend. Now, Ned, Ned, Ned Lee. This Ned Lee. Yeah. Supposedly. But he seemed more like Yankee. Yankee. Yeah. So, yeah. So the thing with that is, I don't think, with the exception of the Chitari, I can't think of any single character. And granted, the Chitari is a race. But I can't think of any single character that they've taken from the Ultimate Universe and brought into the 616. I think they try to keep all the characters from the 616, but get their inspiration from Ultimate, because, you know, the Ultimate Universe is the more oh, yeah, updated, it is. Kind of more updated modern right. version, right? And people um, died in that universe. Right. Really um, came back. <laughs> yeah, but they, they usually didn't come back. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess, spoilers for Ultimate Spider-Man, um, Peter being the exception. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Um, but, uh... But yeah, I mean, I don't think that they, I don't think they bring characters that were specific to Ultimate Universe into the MCU. So I think when they took their inspiration from Ultimate, they're like, okay, well, we want to do a younger Peter Parker. Yeah. So you know, in the movie, Pete's fifteen, uh, which aligns with uh, the Ultimate Universe. Um, but I think what they wanted to do is have him have like the the friend character that wasn't. MJ or Gwen or whatever. So, you know, the you know, the popular run of Ultimate Spider-Man, all of it was popular, but you know, Miles Miles Morales got a big, you know, boost in popularity and that's where Gank shows up. And so I think they're just like, well, we'll take this character and put him in there. And put yeah. him in there. Um, add a little bit more diversity, which this movie's like it's plenty plenty diverse. Yeah, really diverse. And that's um, another thing, it was very diverse. Which, I mean, I get it for a movie, you know, how we get on Marvel Comics, how diversity and everything like that. Yeah. But it's nothing wrong with it, but when you, it's different from comics and the movie. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're pushing it for both, which they yeah. should push for diversity in both. But this one, they finally, like, it wasn't like, oh, it's diverse because we got this one black guy. <laughs> you know, but this one's like Queens, New York, like, every, like, there's... 
every color under this the rainbow, you know. Um, and I think they're also pushing for that in the comics, which I think is a, a good thing for for Marvel. Um, but I think that's what they were going for with um, with uh, with Ned or Gank. They're just yeah. like, well. We want this, but we don't use those characters. And Ned is a character from Six One Six. He is because he married he married Betty Brent. Yeah, you know he he became spoiler the Hobgoblin (laughs) in the Marvel Six One Six. Now I don't think I don't think Ned's gonna become the Hobgoblin. So someone asked that actor that he said, "Would you think about playing the Hobgoblin?" He said, "I don't know anything about that. I mean, it would be cool." I don't. I think they're really trying to be like, well, if this is Gank, but we can't, we're not going to call him Gank. Gank yeah. But then you also have to realize Marvel's also doing a um, an animated Ultimate Oh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, they are, again. ...movie with Miles Morales, and I, I'm, I'm sure that's going to have an actual Gank. Right. And they could just, I don't know, maybe there's some legal thing, maybe there's some like, well, we don't want to confuse people. Um, so, I don't know, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, see, it was good. I have no problem with it, man. It was. I just love the way that it just put everything. It's so con- it's so connected to the uh, the MCU. Yeah, because they mentioned a lot of the past events. The so the accords they mentioned yeah. that in the classroom when the, the man classroom was talking. Was talking it, it was so funny. Um, Hannibal Burris, the comedian, he was playing the PE coach. Oh yeah, the yeah, Captain yeah. America PSAs. Yeah, they're all throughout the movie. There's all these PSAs that Captain America does. Yes, the first one, the PE one. That was my favorite one because the, the the coach is like, "Watch this PSA," and it's Captain America about talking about why you need to do gym class and whatnot. And then the PE coach is like. That was Captain America. He's probably a war criminal. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, actually, actually I think he, he is. He is a war criminal. Yes, he really is. Yo, so I really, I really enjoyed this movie, man, because the reason why I really enjoyed this movie, I think it's better than the Tobey Maguire movies, is because this Peter Parker here is the Peter Parker that was back in the 60s, the younger version. Mm-hmm. He was a teenager. Right. You know, he doesn't have organic webbing. It's right. all mechanical, which yep. it, his origin it was mechanical. He made yep. all his own web fluid. And and when he's in the not Tony Stark suit, yes. he has his he did make his own webbing. And yes. actually, what as you watch the movie throughout, when he needs web fluid, like he makes his web fluid during the class. In chemistry class, yeah. he hides it, and then he hides all the bottles of the web fluid like under the lockers, which was kind of cool. Like, he cool picks it like, up. He'll pick up the entire like row of lockers because you know super strength, and that's where he puts all of his web fluid. And when he needs it, he just goes there and grabs it. I, I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah, and I, yeah. And I, like I said, I really enjoyed it, man. That it was the aspect of him not knowing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. He's so young, right? You know, th- they show him having um, the, the bumps and bruises, becoming a superhero. Yeah, the mistakes he made. Yeah. And I, and it was kind of cool in them doing it. I really think that was cool. Yeah, and the other, I mean, and the other thing that I think that makes this one better than the other ones is Peter is interesting whether he has the suit on or off. Right. Like he's just interesting the whole time. You know, I think that in the Tobey Maguire movies, you don't really get that as much. You know, half the times Pete's just moping in yeah. those three movies, and then in the Garfield ones, they they did it. I think they did that one. Better in terms of portrayal of Peter Parker and Spider Man, but then Homecoming really kind of nailed it. And then along with like the bumps and bruises of the, of of the superhero, like the the movie starts and Spidey's like, you know, he gets dropped off after Civil War and he's just all excited because he just got to team up with, with the, the Captain with America. Captain America. America. Well, I guess go against Captain America. Command. 
team up with Iron Man and see Hawkeye and Giant Man, all of them. Because these are the people he looked up to. Yeah, and then he's, you know, Stark is like, okay, well, you know, we'll call you if we need you again. And then he just ends up, you know, uh, sorry, Peter ends up calling Happy like every day. And he's basically begging for a mission. And like he he needs it so badly. And what's interesting is he goes from needing it so badly, and then as he grows through the movie, he realizes that he doesn't need to be an Avenger. Like he's Spider Man. That's you know that's his thing. Um, and he you see this really awesome growth with him. And then which is kind of funny because in the, in the books, man, he he liked the Avengers, but he really don't want to be a be an Avenger. You know what I'm saying? Right. And many times they came to him and want him to join the Avengers, but he kind of reluctantly don't want to do it. Right. But it's just recent years that he started going, I mean, becoming an Avenger. Right. Because he also he always had like a reserve member, I believe, in a, in a book. I believe he was Spidey. Yeah. Yeah. He always carried the card. card. He's yeah. just like, ah, go get me when they need me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of cool for um, Tom Holland Spider Man that he really wanted to be an Avenger, but like you said, as the movie kept going on and on. He really wasn't. He really wanted, right? Because he was dealing with his own problems. Yeah, it's like I have my own things, and I, you know, you know, one of the things he asked Stark is like, well, if I have to move here to the new Avengers, um, like compound, compound you know, I'm not going to be in Queens, you know, protecting, you know, quote unquote, my city. I'm not going to be with my aunt and all that good stuff. And that's when he kind of realized like what was actually important. Um, what what I and what I really liked about this is the villains yes. they had. You know, Spider Man has a great role gallery, man. It's next really to Batman, the, in my opinion, next to Batman. Spider Man and Batman have two of the best. Yeah. So the way the villains are in this movie, they are just regular people. Yeah. Criminals. There's criminals. There's regular people trying to do the and best that's they can. What makes them interesting. And that's what makes it interesting. Yeah, because like I said, to back to the Vulture man, spoilers, guys. He's doing all this for his family. Yeah. And that's the and reason it actually why. makes sense. Like he, it's just like that's where he gets his money. And then, you know, Tumus uh, has this one line that was really good, where you're like, "Oh yeah, I kind of like, I don't agree with what you're doing, but I, I get what why you're doing it." His line is like, you know, Tony Stark buys damage control, right? And damage control ends up like, I guess, uh, and somehow making a little bit of profit from what they're doing. They sell some of the stuff, right? So, Toons is just like, so the guy that caused the mess also gets paid to clean it up. Which is not right. He's like, that's not fair. It's not like, fair at all. I'm no. supposed to be able to clean it He made the mess. I paid for all these guys to come out and clean it up so I can make some money. But now, this billionaire who made the mess gets paid more money to clean up his own mess. And see, so this is what I like about the cause and effect of the um, of things going on in the MCU. Yeah. You know, we always say it's going to be a repercussion of what's the big events. Yeah. So, with this, the repercussion, damage control, all the mess and everything, taking people's jobs they need. It creates villains. It creates villains, you know. And this is what, you, this is what happens when people are desperate for jobs. Yeah. And, and it's kind of for some reality in there, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And Tom's also had another line when he's talking to Peter. Um, that was a great tail, scene. Tail end of the movie. Oh, well, before we get to that scene. <laughs> Near the tail end of the movie, um, where he's just like, you know, you think the Avengers are so good, but they're trying to save people, but they're out there, you know, creating people like me. Like he's make they're making villains, and you're just kind of like, he's not wrong. No, he's <laughs> not. Um, well, well, good intentions. The Avengers, good intention. You know, save the planet, save this is great. Right. And, but 
the aftermath. It's a problem. It's right? a problem. And, they, and that's a theme that they've had since the first Avengers movie. Because once after they the big battle at the end of that movie, they're doing that like they're interviewing people on the streets, right? And they're like, "Well, what do you think about the Avengers?" And they're like, "Oh my god, they made all this mess." And then some people are like, "Well, they saved my life." And it's this back and forth, like, are the Avengers actually heroes? And then you see it more in Civil War, where you know Scarlet Witch is trying to, um, who was it? Uh, god, Crossbones. Uh, where Crossbones gets the uh, like the bomb on him or whatever, and she uses her her magic or whatever, and like puts him in that bubble and kind of lifts him up. up. He blows up in that building. It's like, well, they were trying to save people, but then they killed a bunch of people. Like, you know, so that all always, the Avengers good. There's always been the question that all, yeah. you know, you, you do good, but at the same time, who, who cleaned her? Who are you hurting? Who cleaned the mess once it's done? Right. And so they, they kind of show that with um, damage control and the tombs, a.k.a. the vulture, and how everything transpired, man. And I, and I think that was kind of cool to touch on that subject mm-hmm. in the movie. And another thing I really enjoy <laughs> is the um, the suit. I, it, it was 50-50 it was with the suit with me. I mean, it was a Tony Stark suit. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, I go back and forth with that because the Spidey I like doesn't have to. That's what I'm saying. He just that goes around and he's web slinging he's just like, I hope I got this. <laughs> but in the newer comics, you know, the Dan Slot run. True. That's what he does, right? He has all of this tech. You know, he's, at this point, he's like, he's super rich, mainly because of uh, Doc Ock setting yes, right. up, you know, Parker Industries during uh, Superior Spider-Man. Though, so Spidey, or sorry, Peter just kind of inherits all this money and has all this, you know, this company, but he's brilliant, so he's able to still make all this tech. So his suit ends up having stuff, and then also in the, the big time arc. Did you ever I remember that? I read the big time he arc. He ended up getting like all, all these, these different, different suits, suits and all these different abilities and whatnot. Because he lost so, his abilities. Well, at that point, he lost his spider, spider sense. sense. Spider sense, right. And then he started making all these different suits that had different things that they could do. Um, so I feel like that's where they were kind of getting their inspiration. Like it happens in the comics, but it is the where I struggle is like it's the comics have hundreds and hundreds of issues, and we've seen it for years and whatnot. We only have ten years of this Marvel universe, this introduction of Spider Man. Do we need a second <laughs> Iron Man? But he's not really Iron Man. I don't know. Like, I, it didn't bother me, but I see where people have the hesitation. Like, but I, I also see where it came from. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, with me, I, I, I really didn't have a big problem with it. It was cool. I think it was cool and everything. With the, all the, the gadgetry, I mean, they had with the suit, with yeah. the drone and the different webbing. Yeah, because, I mean, his suit, I mean, when when you say it's like Stark, I mean, it's right down to his suit has AI, right? Um, Spoiler, guys. Uh, the AI's name was Karen, I think. Yeah, it was Karen. But that also didn't bother me too, too much because currently um, Spidey has that thing on his wrist where he'll be able to talk this, to, like, Anna Marie, remember? This, uh, this wear on um, the, the Parker. Little, the Parker wear. Parker wear, I believe. Web wear, whatever yeah, he's yeah. calling it. But it's like a hologram, and he's able to talk to, um, to to Anna Marie, and you know Anna Marie in some fashions feels this almost like Oracle role, like what right. Oracle is to, to to Batman or Batgirl. Um, so it's like it's kind of familiar. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it's, like I said, it's, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I like the suit and everything. It was just something totally different because someone messaged me on Facebook talking about his webbing and stuff like that. He said, I thought his weapon was organic. No, it's mechanical. Mm. You know, they just only changed that in the movies, 
It was Tobey Maguire. He, he had organic at some point. Remember, he became the, a spider, and then he oh, that wasn't right. a spider, then he had the organic. Michael Straczynski wrote that. Uh, Straczynski, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, he that was that. his run. That was his run, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the other. Yeah, well, is yeah. he cute? Yeah, I remember that. But, I mean, uh, he has web shooters all, you know. Yeah, he's always, always been web shooters. Web shooters, primarily. Web shooters. So, I have a question uh, for you, um, David, is this. What did you think about Michelle? That is, okay. <laughs> so, big spoiler. Um, I had a feeling she was MJ. Um, and, but not Mary, though. But she's not Mary Jane. <laughs> but it's MJ. Like, we like we, we know. <laughs> but that is definitely the MJ that we're going to get for the Spider-Man or for the uh, MCU. Um, I really liked that. You character. do? I thought Michelle was awesome. Or, yeah, MJ was awesome. She had that, like, you know, she's that weird, quirky, you know, brutally honest kind of character. And she's very smart. And she's very smart. Um, but, you know, everyone in that movie was smart. That's, um, that's another question about that, actually. I love the fact that Flash Thompson wasn't just some, like, jock who bullies Peter, you know? Flash Thompson's on the same, like, um, not debate team, but, like, forgot what they're called, but, you know, <laughs> um, but they, you know, Peter's on this team at school that basically is some sort of, like, you know, we're all smart and can answer all these questions kind of team. Um, and Flash Thompson's on it, and he's still a jerk. He's just a smart jerk. Yeah, he's still a jerk. Um, you could be dumb jock or just a smart jerk. <laughs> That's what I love that. And then, uh, yeah, but Michelle or MJ, um, she was a really good character. I thought that, you know, what I, I like that they sprinkled that she liked, like, really liked Peter. There's that one scene where someone's like, Where's Peter? I thought he was doing this thing. She's like, oh, no. His schedule's on this day. It's this, this, and this. Oh, yeah. Not that I'm stalking him. I'm just oddly observant. And I think like, she I think she, she knows his secret identity. I don't know what I'm thinking. You think she knows the secret identity? I think so. She's too smart. She might. She might know. She's Liz, too smart. Liz didn't pick it up, though. Nope. But... But it also had my favorite... Liz was the cause of my favorite scene in that movie. Um, go ahead and say it. Go ahead, go ahead and spoil it. I think... Um, so the big spoiler, you know, Pete at this point, Pete finally asks out Liz Allen to homecoming. Yeah, to the dance. This is why it's called homecoming, the homecoming dance, right? Um, asks her out. She says yes. It's an amazingly awkward and awesome scene. <laughs> yeah, because she said, "I like you too, Peter." And yeah, Peter never knew that. Made the, that. Neither <laughs> of them can like look each other in the eye. They're like, it's it's like cringeworthy awkward but in all the best ways so pete gets ready for homecoming and goes to to pick her up or actually gets dropped off by aunt may and rings the doorbell and tombs opens the door (laughs) and my immediate thought was like oh okay the classic you you know the villain figured out the person that you like and kidnapped her whatever and then he opens the door peter's heart clearly (laughs) sinks and then tombs just like hey I'm Liz's dad, and it just changes the entire movie. Dude, I, when I see when that scene happened, I, I said, "Damn!" Yeah. I said, "Damn!" And I was just like, "You're who?" And then you walk in. Liz, Liz is there. She's getting ready. Um, Liz's mom walks in. Um, you know, all the whole diversity thing. You know, interracial couple and whatnot. Yep. And I was just like, "This is the most amazing thing." I've ever seen and the best part of it is you know all his mundane things that Toombs is doing in the house like Toombs is like making dinner so he's like 
he's cutting up like carrots or something. And Toombs doesn't know Peter is Spider-Man. Spider-Man. But, Spider-Man. But Peter knows, like, that's Toombs. Yeah. You're the vulture. <laughs> yeah. So he's completely thrown off. But the whole time, like, Toombs is talking to him. He's, like, waving this knife around. He's just kind of like, well, does he know? I don't think he knows. And, like, Peter's, you know, he's... He's kind of terrified. He's just like, yeah, he I really don't was. know what to do because you're my date's dad, but I have to stop you. So what's so interesting about that part? I mean, um, sorry to cut you off, but when that when that scene happened, now he's in the house. Now he's going to drop him off at the homecoming dance. So on the way to the dance is one of the most. Intense scenes in, I think, in all of the MCU. Dude. And it's just Peter, Liz, and Tombs just talking in the car. And, you know, and he's steady talking to Tombs, and Peter's talking to Peter and, and everything, and Liz kept talking. Yeah. It said Peter wasn't around, and Tombs just says, So, Peter, where were you? Yeah, yeah so the whole conversation is like, you know, Pete, he's trying to make small talk, yeah. or Tombs trying to make small talk with Peter, and Peter's trying to not have any conversation with this man. And Tim's just like, have we met before? I, I feel like I've heard your voice. And he's just like, no, we've never met. Um, and then Liz is like, um, you may have heard him or something like that at the party. Yeah. But, um, he, or no, not, Liz doesn't say that. He's like, oh, well, I was at your party or whatever. And, he's, and Liz is like, you weren't there very long. You you left after like two minutes. He had, and, a, he had a look in his eyes. Then he yeah. had a review mirror. And, and the mirror. thing is that, you know, in the movie when he goes to the... the the party he has to leave at spider-man because he sees his explosion um and over there uh shocker is right. selling some of like the chitari like tech so he goes to try to stop him and that's you know tombs is tombs is working with uh scorpion and and shocker and you know tinkerer and they're making all these gadgets and they're trying to sell it to people that's that's their thing that's how they're making their money that's their that was a tense moment in that car act, yeah, activity so so tombs has that thought it's like what do you mean you weren't there? Like, that's oddly close. You know, Spider-Man came and stopped my transaction, and that's really close to my home. And then, you know, they you know, Liz starts talking about Washington, the, uh, being in Washington, D.C., yeah. how, you know, he wasn't at the uh, the event that he was supposed to be at, and luckily Spider-Man was there, and Toomes was like, oh, you weren't there, and Spider-Man yeah, showed up? Yeah. You know, and, you know, he starts to put it together, and then they get to the dance, and Peter, this whole time, he's... I feel bad for him, because he's trying to figure out a way to be like, Liz, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have to get you to stop speaking. You're blowing my cover. Yeah, it was they so funny. They get to the homecoming dance, though, and, like, they're about to get out, and, and Tombstone turns around and is like, let me just talk to Peter 101. You know, it's, it's dad talk that's or yeah. whatever. And Liz is like, don't let him scare you. He's not some bad guy or whatever. And he gets out, and then... Tombs opens up a glove, up, opens up the glove compartment, and just glock. pulls out a gun. It's yeah. like, all right, Peter, let's. Talk. It's just like, <laughs> That's the best scene in the movie to me, man. Because you know, you know so why it's so, it's so it's so good because he's not a dumb criminal. Yeah, he he's like, oh, you weren't there, and Spider Man was there. You weren't he put at it this together. other piece, and Spider Man yeah. was there. And I know your voice. You have to be Spider-Man. Yeah, so he put it together, man. He was a dumb criminal. And that's what I like about this movie, man. No one was stupid. Stupid, no. Everyone was smart. Right. And that, and I, I feel like in all the other MCU movies, or definitely other superhero movies, that wouldn't have happened. Like, the, the villain never would have put that together. Because what makes... What makes that hard then is like, okay, well, how does the movie progress when the villain knows exactly who the person is and has them in the car? And the way they get around that is like, well, why wouldn't Vulture just kill him off or whatever? 
Well, it's because Vulture has an actual backstory and layers, and he's interesting. And Vulture er, Tomb says, "You know, you saved my daughter's daughter, yeah. life, so like I have to give you this one. Like I can't, like you know, but but I'm going to give you a chance to just walk away and you know leave me and my family alone. But I do everything for my family, and I like my family more than you. And I will kill so you. So I will kill you if I have to. And everybody in your family, yeah, and, and everyone in your, your family, family too, yeah." But, you know, go out there and he's like, yeah, make sure Liz has a good time, but not too good of a time. <laughs> that, that was line. funny. <laughs> um, and then, you know, and that, and that's how they get out of that situation. And they're like, well, but, the villain has the guy and he already knows. Well, but, all you have to do is make the villain interesting and give them it, yeah. a personality and give it, them a and reason. And the thing to, is, in the, in the books, man... Some of the villains know his identity. Yeah. Green Goblin, Doc Ock. Yeah. That's what makes an interesting story. Yeah, because the stakes are instantly higher. Yeah. Because they're like, you know who I am, so you can figure out where I live. Yeah, and who are my relatives, who, is, who my loved ones are, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Back in Black touched on that a lot, right? Oh, yeah, remember that. When he, when oh, he unmasked himself. Uh, when he unmasked himself in Civil, Civil War. War, and then people are like, oh... That's who Spider-Man is, and not may get shot and all that. Yeah, they had to go in the prison and get Wilson Fisk, yep. aka Kingpin. Yep, I, um, they, they touched on that, and so I'm glad that they kind of brought that in here. You know, his family never ended up being in danger. Um, the, you know, the he he solves the problem quick enough, but uh, that was like one of the best. Sequences, I think, in all of the cinematic universe. I will give, um, I will give Sony and Marvel Studio credit, man. They really got the essence of Spider-Man in this book. Yes, I mean, in the book in this movie. movie. Yeah, it really did, man. I, I really, really appreciated, man, as a fan. That it was a little thing changed, but they kept the essence of Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Yeah, they, they got it right. Yeah, they got it right, and that's that's kudos to Kevin and Amy Amy Pascal. Mm-hmm. Um, together working on that man, I know. Shout out to them. They they really did a great job in the casting. Casting was the great. writing. I love the, Flash Thompson in this. Yeah, Flash and was great. And the, the director, I don't know anything about the director uh, Watts. Mm-hmm. I never heard anything before. That's what I'm talking about. Marvel give the, the so many directors that's not a not say a list director, but are they're not the ones that everyone has not like, like, yeah. You know, the people that you all heard of, they're not like, you know, Christopher Nolan yeah. or Michael Bay or whatever. Um, I had to throw that one in there. Since yeah, whatever, man. Transformers you know, was your whatever, favorite movie. Dude, whatever, I went to transform Michael uh, Bay. But they, they don't find the people that necessarily will bring in the money. They just find the people who will do it right. Right, yeah. And if they do it right, it's going to bring well, in money. For instance, the guy who's directing Black Panther, to mm-hmm. his credit, he only got actually two or three movies on his belt. Yeah, but... You know, it's from those trailers. <laughs> the movie's going to be amazing. Dude, the, man, the costumes, man. The costumes and the visuals on it. Everything nice. in that movie looks amazing. Uh, that could be another topic for a later date on that one. But, you know, I'm going to kind of wrap it up. We get, well, you want to say anything else you want to say? Yes. There's another scene in there that I want to bring to everyone's attention, which was one of my favorites. Everyone always asks, well, what happens when Spider-Man... Is in the city? How does he web sling around? That was funny. And he's in this rural area, and he's like, "It's like I got to get over there." And he goes to web sling, and he can't catch on to anything. And he's just like, "Crap!" So he just has to start like Run. he starts running. Run. He's just like, "This sucks." You know where and they he, came from, right? Where the movie uh, Ferris Bueller Days Off? Oh yeah, that's right. The scene going through the yards and everything. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. <laughs> 
Um, that's that scene was great. That's hilarious, man. Cause and, what, yeah, when you have any skyscrapers, what does he do? Yeah, he, he just he just runs, and that's the best part. He's like he doesn't have like super speed, so he's just like. I mean, he's just running, and he gets there, and he's, like, winded. He's like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> um, and and then, what other scene? The scene, there is one scene that, like, got me where I was like, this hurts me in all of my emotions. <laughs> the scene where, like, Tombs, he's talking to Tombs, and he, at this point, uh, Stark has taken his suit back. Because, That's right. Um, in the movie, you know, Peter keeps pushing, and he shouldn't be pushing, but he's trying to stop Tombs and Scorpion and whatnot, and um, and on a Ferris, on a ferry, uh, and on a ferry, and ferry. I mean ferry, my bad. One thing he he uses his webbing to like electrocute the the Vulture's gun, and it explodes and it splits the Ferris. The, sorry, the ferry, and he's trying to keep it together. Stark shows up, saves the day, and Tony's just like. I have tried <laughs> to get you to not do this exact thing. Imagine if someone had died. So he takes back the suit. And that's what I go back to what I was saying. The, the learning curve that he's he's learning. Yes. That, you know, Batman don't become Batman overnight. Right. Spider-Man don't become Spider-Man overnight. Nope. So we, we, seen, we saw the character go through all these trials and tribulation of being a superhero. At a young age, he's only 15 years old. Yeah. You know, he got he's getting beat up. He's learning. He got his suit taken away from him. Yep. Because he want to do right. But every time he does it, he's kind of screw it up. Yeah, because he doesn't have the experience. experience yeah. So now he's in his, you know, suit that he made. You know, it's like basically a glorified hoodie and some <laughs> goggles. Um, but he has his web suitors and everything. And he's talking to Tombs in that, like, abandoned place. And he's like, I remember that, yeah. Or whatever. Tombs gets his uh, his wings to fly to him and is breaking all the support beams, and he flies out, and the entire building like crumbles onto Peter, and he starts freaking out because you have to realize he's he's a fifteen year old, and someone just dropped the building on him, and he's stuck, and he's just like crying out for help because he's like, I don't want to die. Yeah, and he's like, I'm by myself, I can't do this, and it does that classic cover. I mean, the panel where he has the um. Building over his shoulders, he's lifting it up. Yeah, and he, he's looking down, and in the puddle, there's like his he his mask is there, and it does the classic like half Peter Parker face, half mask thing, and then he does that like he has to like encourage himself to like be able to lift everything up. Um, that scene was really good because it's to me Spider Man, where he's just like everything sucks, but I'm the only one that can like solve this right now and he does that line where he's like he's like come on Peter Parker and then he goes oh come on Spider-Man where like to me Pete like Peter and Spider-Man are two different yeah, things are, yeah. and Peter kind of looks up to Spider-Man even though he is Spider-Man um and he kind of uses that as like the the encouragement and whatnot so they definitely have those scenes where they're like the emotional scenes the funny scenes and all of it you know comes together to be Spider-Man, like they actually they nailed it. So those two scenes, I wanted to. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you that that scene right there. That was the defining moment for him. Yeah, that was the the turning point where yeah. he was like, you know, you're like, oh crap, can you get out of this? Is someone going to have to come and save him? And what I was thinking, like, well, maybe Stark will show up and save him. The two but that'd been a cop. I think should have done that. And I didn't want them to I do that. I was that. afraid they were going to, but they let him just save himself and become a hero. Um which was which was great, and then oh, yeah, another thing I like is the leaving the notes after crushing, catching the criminal. He left the notes. Oh yeah, he leaves all the notes. 
<laughs> but the guy that he he tries to stop the guy from breaking into that car and uh-huh. the alarm goes off. Yeah. But it's the, but he's not breaking into someone else's car. It's his own car. And later on <laughs> in one scene, he actually Aunt May and Peter having dinner. The same guy who trying to get in his own car. Yo, yeah, <laughs> serving him <laughs> at the restaurant. Then you know that that was the same guy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the same guy. Um, <laughs> that no, was they funny. did great. And then we got. Are we going to talk about the the mid credit? Oh yeah, we're going to talk about that. Uh, but the, the the killer part after everything has been done, Tombs is like arrested. The shock is gone. Uh, yeah, yep, yep, and everything like that. <laughs> so Tony Stark finally have Peter come to Avenger on uh, the Avenger compound yep. and announce. He's going to be an Avengers. 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 But then, uh, what made me geek out, when he showed him the new suit. The Iron Spider. Spider. The yeah. Iron Spider. For those who don't know, the Iron Spider showed up in the, in the Civil War in the books. Yeah. You know, after, after he revealed his identity. It's and a much different look than the movie. He, but, the movie. but hopefully, we'll hopefully be seeing it pretty soon. I hope. You didn't watch all... You I didn't want the spoilers. <laughs> so I don't want the spoilers. Just... I, I hope. But yeah, so when he saw this suit, Peter came to the city and said, no, nah, that's okay. I just go back to to me, to right. where I'm trying to win everything, whatever. Right. And um, Peter said, that do good? Yeah. <laughs> Peter starts to walk away and goes, that was a test, right? right? Yeah. And Tony's like, yeah, that was a test. He did good. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, Tony wanted to make sure that this kid's not in it for the glory. He wants to actually be a hero. hero right. And that's what the test was. Um, and then who comes out? Pepper, Pepper, Pepper Potts. <laughs> Pepper Potts. I'm like, what the? What is outro? I didn't. We didn't see that coming. I, I'm kind of glad that happened. Man. Yeah, I, I was happy. I was like, when she showed up, I was like, I had no idea you were in this. Um, so yeah, we talk about the mid credit scenes and whatever. Well, real quick, sorry. Before we do that, at the very, very end of the movie, Pete goes back to his house, and there's a brown bag. On his bed and says, this is for you. And he opens it and it's his Spider-Man suit. It's not the Iron Spider, but it's the Spider-Man, Spider-Man suit, suit that Stark made for him. And he puts it on and it's that like, you know, moment of like, this is Spider-Man. And it pans around and it shows Aunt May. <laughs> yeah. And Aunt May realizes that Peter is Spider-Man. And what she movie. say? Yeah. <laughs> what the? F- and you yeah, cut yeah, it off from right cuts. there. Then, so, yeah, after that, you get the um, the mid credits, whatever. And this made me so happy. <laughs> so you see Adrian Toome, aka Vulture, locked up, right? He's in jail. So he, and you see um, Mark Gorgon. Yes, the scorpion. He's scorpion, right? So he's talking to Toome. Said, I, mean, I, "I heard you know his identity, something like that." Yeah. So we got a couple. I need to get a couple of guys. But what's important is Toome says, that says he does not, not know. No, he does not know. And that's for later. I think that's later on in upcoming movies. I think it's for upcoming movies, and I think it's also part of his it's, character. Right. That that's, you know, Tombs had in a code of honor the whole movie. I kind of agree with that, so yeah. So I don't, I think he was just like, this is a 15 year old kid. I'm not going to just, if we're going to take him out, we're going to do it in my way, especially his proximity to Liz. That's right, yeah. Um, to his family, that's right. So I think that was kind of cool. That's hopefully we get the Sinister Six, man. Yeah, so I think that's what they're talking about. Because in this movie, we had Shocker, we had Vulture, Scorpion, and Tinkerer. You know, and then Scorpion, like you said, you know, says, I know people on the outside who have a problem with the spider as well. And, I mean, that has to be Sinister Six. Sony is claiming that the Sinister Six movie that they are making has no part in the MCU. Whatever. But, I mean, they also said that Supergirl was not going to be any part of the Flash, you know, CW universe, so... Um, it, it is more smoke all that ass. Yeah, I, I think that's that's what's going to happen. So in the last, the end credit scene, it was the Captain America Another PSA. PSA. Yeah. Yeah, do I have any more of these? Yeah. 
<laughs> Sometimes you're wondering why you wait around for things only to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was kind of cool. But in all in all, man, I'm, I'm going to say a rating from one through five, five the highest. What's your rating, David? 4.8. Man, come on, man. A, for me, it's a five. Okay. They, they, they did. I mean, like, and, uh, you know, the movie has some problems. Okay. You know, no, no movie is perfect. No movie is absolutely perfect. There's a couple of times where Peter... Uh-huh. This movie would have been perfect, man. Almost, per- almost perfect. Get out! 99.99%. Spider-Man, the only, the only real issue I had in Spider-Man was, like, there's a couple of times where, like, every character is smart, but there's some scenes where I feel like they don't believe the audience is smart enough. There's there's some parts where, like, Peter is explaining things where we're like, yes, we, we see this, Peter. I, I understand. Like, when he's um, stopping the... Shocker from selling all the, the, right. the equipment and whatnot, and like we've seen him build the equipment, we know that they're selling it, and then Peter's like, "Oh, I guess the Vulture is selling equipment to make money." And we're like, "Yeah, thank you, Peter." We, By the way, when know. he was selling to the the guy Donald Glover character, yeah, that uh, that By was the Prowler, the Prowler. By who, the way, who is Miles, Miles Morales' Morales uncle? This um, is the Ultimate Universe version. Yes, all right. so that that was cool. So um, yeah, for me though, for me it's a five, man. That was they. They did that very well. Well, I, I totally agree. I get it a five too. Yeah. No, hundred, hundred percent, man. For me, a five. I was very satisfied as a fan of the character, fan of this genre. Yeah. I mean, I, it was a. I mean, it's just a good movie, good movie, even if you're not period. a Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Like if you're not reading the comics or whatever, it's just a good movie. So I give it a five out of five, man. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely. So that's it for um, this podcast. You know, I'm always happy to have you on my podcast, David. Thank you. So, how can people reach you? You know, catch you on social media. I, I know you got to have something. I have something. I, I've been having an internal debate about using Twitter again. I'm, Use Twitter, please. I I got. It'll happen. Uh, Twitter, Helix Meteors. Uh, my website, SquenchalGeek.com. And for me, you can catch me on all my social media outlets. At just being Amos on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And also, I have a website called JustBeingAmos.com. Check it out. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Peace. Just being an illness.